Hi, and welcome to the I Meet Hotel podcast with industry updates, expert guests, and musings on what the future of travel and hospitality might look like. Every week, we'll bring you a new topic we find interesting through our work in this business with your hosts, Michael Ross and Christian Lipinski, and me, Rachel Bathgate. We also want to hear from you. If there's something you'd like us to talk about on one of our next episodes, email us at info at imeethotel.com or find us on LinkedIn at imeethotel. Hi, Christian Lipinski here, and welcome to I Meet Hotel, the podcast. Now, if you're a returning listener, thank you for tuning in again. Uh, we're six episodes in now, and they're doing quite well, so thank you for that. Uh, and if it's your first time here, welcome, and let me invite you to go back and listen to what we have uh, already talked about. Uh, our last episode, for example, was on startups. Now, you may have noticed we missed an episode last week, so uh, that was because we had our I Meet Hotel Destination North America event. And speaking of our events, have you checked out our I Meet Hotel website? If not, jump on uh, at imeethotel.com, and there you'll find content page filled with all things hospitality, presentations, ebooks, all made for hotelers by hotelers. So this week, we're going to change it up a little bit. We're talking about the new Apple iOS update, uh, its effect on advertising, and don't worry, we'll tie it into what it might mean for hotel uh, and the travel industry. Now this week, filling in for my co-host, Michael Ross, I got Caroline Dolan, VP of Business Development here at Bidroom. Now Caroline's been in the travel and hospitality industry for almost 20 years, uh, acting globally from Canada, the Nordics, and now Poland, uh, with most of that in partnership management, destination branding, and event management. Caroline, thanks for joining today, but before we start with the topic, perhaps you can give us a little bit of an introduction of what you do for Bidroom. Sure. Thank you, Christian, for the, for the intro, and excited to be part for the first time of, of this podcast. Um, so I joined Bidroom over two years ago uh, after over a, a decade working in mostly destination management. Um, I wanted, you know, to join a company where I could make an impact and I think I found the right, uh, the right one. So basically at Bidroom, we have created a few years ago what is now has become quite trendy, uh, travel club, subscription-based, uh, where basically hotels and travelers can interact on a marketplace where hotels propose non-commission uh, uh, bookings to travelers and therefore get a higher revenue while giving more value to the travelers. So it's a win-win situation. So of course, all this comes uh, with, uh, you know, uh, a totally uh, new infrastructure, building our own uh, our own beast and uh, fitting it with our own inventory. Um, so basically at Bedroom, I am uh, in charge of uh, leading the commercial team uh, who's contracting hotels worldwide. So, so far we have acquired 65,000 hotels from independent hotels to chains, uh, and also uh, building this ecosystem of partners, uh, which is really important when you're trying to introduce something new, you know, in the industry, uh, you, you need the, the support of like-minded businesses. And, and I have to say, we've received really a, a strong and very positive support uh, for the last two years that I've joined the company and, um, you know, partnerships such as uh, Visa or with Avis or other brands uh, worldwide. So just kicking goals. 
kicking goals every day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I can say uh, from firsthand experience, I I see a lot of those goals uh, being made. Uh, So that's, uh, I mean, I think it's going to be great to talk with you today because seeing your experience, what you do, uh, a lot of it is about attracting customers. Uh, And, you know, we see there's been a lot in the news uh, recently about uh, Apple's iOS new update. So firstly, Caroline, do you have an iPhone? What do you think? Do you like the iPhone? Are you sticking with it? Are you an iPhone fan or, or, or Android? So yeah, I have uh, an iPhone. I have a Mac. I have actually two Macs, one for work, one personal. Uh, I used to have an Apple Watch. I have an iPad. So you could say that I'm I'm a good customer. If they made tennis shoes, if they made tennis shoes, would you get the Apple shoes? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think I will go that far, but who knows? You know, I like to test new things, so yeah. why not? And and you have to say that the, the experience with Apple product is always interesting, so and yeah. good uh, for for me at least. So yeah, there's that infamous story about uh, Steve Jobs, uh, where he took the first iPhone and he dropped it in a glass of water, and an air bubble came out of it, and he said, "Nope, do it again." So, uh, you know, it's really interesting company, uh, which brings us really to today's topic. Um, they rolled out on April 26th the new iOS, which, clu- which includes an anti-tracking feature. Our whole digital society uh, and the Internet, it's always been about tracking people, you know, showing them ads, trying to get them to purchase something, following them around, you know, putting something out there. And there's a lot of money that goes into this. Um, so, I mean, to first establish what the new Apple op- uh, update really changes, we should talk about targeted advertising. Uh, and third-party data or third-party cookies, what those kinds of things are. Yeah, sure. But I I think before, like, you're going into technical things where basically it's not also necessarily my my field of expertise, necessarily, I would say that, you know, data is a currency, and basically uh, consumers, travelers, have been giving it for free for many years without being aware uh when you know it all started of how much they were tracked and how much information were were, were stored uh about themselves and this thing is that you know there is no free lunch um and yes you know getting all this free content all this great product access to this great technology online it has a price and basically until now it has it it has been paid by consumers in the form of their personal data and their privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a shift. And, and I guess that what you see now is this shift towards that. Like, we hear a lot of things around loyalty, paid loyalty, subscription. Right. Um, basically, the more we evolve, you know, in this digital era, uh, the more we are going to be, we are in control of our data. We are aware of how it works. Um, We are more tech savvy. And in that sense, it means that we are, of course, less willing to give this data for free, which is also what this new thing that uh, um, Apple is introducing reflects. Right. And and I see that a lot. I mean, uh, you're right with the tech savvy, but when it comes to uh, quickness, I mean, most of these apps and everything have it all in their terms and conditions. When you go and uh, download an app or you can manually turn off tracking on like uh, on my, my Android, you can manually turn it off. You have to go in your settings and go with all these things. But really, you just don't have the time to read all the terms and conditions and what information you're sharing. Um, and I, this, you know, about this uh, new update, basically, you download an app 
window pops up and says, can we, uh, can this app track you uh, and what you're doing? And you can select yes or no. So basically it just takes away your, your digital footprint whenever you're searching on the app. So you have uh, no targeted ads, you know, uh, I remember actually I was reading an article today and I was looking for some tools for my car uh, a few weeks ago. And this toolbox keeps following me around. So I was actually reading a story about Apple. And sure enough, there's that toolbox. And so basically, it's just following me around until subliminally, like, buy the toolbox, buy the toolbox. And you're like, finally, I'll buy the toolbox. But now with this this new update, basically, I go and check out whatever tools. And it's just random ads that will pop up on any site or app that has those those ads are just generic, so they're no more personalization. So seeing that, uh, what do you think is going to, how is that going to affect, uh, you know, these, these ads and advertisements and uh, this whole industry? Do you think that, uh, you know, they're going to have to switch up their game and what they're going to do in order to uh, attract, cons- you know, consumers? Yeah, so I think also to to comment on what you were describing, you know, all these settings that you need actually to update, yeah. uh, you know, it's 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 it has become almost impossible to be sure that you actually know how your data is managed online, uh, yeah. where it is, what it is, and actually I feel that this change that is introduced by Apple, of course, which has infinite always a financial, you know, goal. Uh, is necessary uh, anyhow because we spend less time enjoying what personalization give us right. and more time actually updating our you know privacy settings <laughs> and trying to figure Stop out how it works following me. it's like it's <laughs> i call it death by gdpr compliance you know it's yeah. it's the way it is built at the moment is extremely unfriendly and um, i mean no one is spending time reading this you know terms and conditions no, it's and, too long uh, it's absolutely not customer friendly. No. So, so this is the first thing I wanted to say. The second thing is, um, so basically, what it means for our businesses at large mm-hmm. is that we we, we were going to need to rely less uh, on third party, uh, you know, data. Right. And actually, this is all about jumping into a model where you're able to collect uh, first party data. Sure. Um, you know, in a in a in a efficient way, uh, where you're able to act on it, uh, and to own this relationship with with your customers. Right, right, right. And that's what I was going to say is, you know, uh, you know, be able to act on it. You made a point there that when you show something to a potential customer, it's you have to have it ready for, there for them that they're not going to change their mind or kind of oh look at the next thing. So I think it's grabbing them right away. Uh, rather than, you know, having breadcrumbs that just follow you around until psychologically you're just like, all right, I'll submit. Uh, or this place drives me nuts and I don't ever want to see this company again because, it, you know, it's just polluting my, uh, my internet. When it comes to these kinds of things, do you think it's going to affect OTAs? Uh, because, you know, you see, you know, these, you know, again, when I was searching for hotel rooms, you know, I'd have those things follow me all around, too. So is it a lot of money that these OTAs pay in these kinds of things? Or do you think it's not going to be really that uh, affected to uh, uh, these I think it, it, it kind of forces all businesses, including OTAs, uh, who rely a lot on this um, on this data, of course, um, to, you know, think of new models. And uh, we've seen what has been announced recently by Expedia, you know, increasing the direct 
consumer uh, interaction, um, uh, like all the focus that has been put into their loyalty programs. You can see all these, um, you know, uh, um, tests that have been introduced, um, you know, to collect um, emails and uh, to collect additional data. Um, so I guess it's, yes, it's impacting, of course, all businesses, but um, I think basically what's happening is that it's forcing businesses also to react and own the relationship and own the data, which means, you know, implementing new processes and new data management and be better. Oh, you know what that sound means. It's time to take a quick break for industry updates with me, Ray Backley. Here's what you should know for May 4th, 2021. Trivago launched a new product in the UK and US called Trivago Weekend, a way for users to discover weekend getaways, great deals, and experiences all close to home. Trivago will also be offering users the chance to purchase tours and activities with a new service through a deal with Musement. Owned by TUI, Musement will be powering the channel with 55,000 excursions, activities, tickets to attractions in 140 countries worldwide. Hotel Beds, the world's leading bed bank, added global hotel chains, IHG hotels and resorts, and Accor to its Green Hotel program. And to certify the over 15,000 properties in the program, Hotel Beds partnered with global certification companies to identify properties that follow the criteria set by the Global Sustainable Tourism Council. The global travel marketplace Skyscanner released an in-depth report called Skyscanner Horizons, The Return of Travel. This report explores the new and emerging travel trends of 2021, and it's based on three years of research. Its findings illustrate how travel is changing and includes a survey of 5,000 consumers in the US, UK, Australia, Germany, and South Korea. And that's the main industry news roundup for now. I'm Ray Bathgate. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And, you know, I think it's also, you know, you did mention earlier about the GDPR and things like this. So, you know, this is not the, the first go around on trying to protect uh, users' data, you know, with GDPR. And then there's CCPA in California, which, you know, gives individuals control over their personal data. Then you have like Mozilla, Firefox, and Google Chrome, which also made moves to kind of limit the cookies uh, and third-party tracking cookies. And then you're able to go really easily to your browser, find those, and be able to get rid of them. Um, but of course, then you see uh, a lot of friction on every website you go to. You have the GDPR thing that pops up, and you got to go to settings, accept, and you know we have cookies, accept, and so you know it's also becoming a, a bit of a headache or mess and i see this this app ios update of really kind of eliminating a lot of that but on the other side you know uh, apple stated that if the apps are not compliant with them they'll just boot them off the app store so then you know maybe they'll just go for android but you know android's looking at doing the same thing so do you see that having that capability is a good thing that apple can just say no you know you're out of here uh you know because it's a huge marketplace uh, and if you're kicked off the app store uh, and you're not uh, on those visibility. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't think like apps have any interest actually to say, no, I don't want to comply. You know, yeah. when Apple is saying something, 
you know, uh, when the most valuable company in the world is saying something, I don't know if you saw that, I was quite excited to see this morning, they are not excited, I will say that shocked to yeah. see the uh, earnings for the last quarter for Q2 uh, for Apple, which was, I, uh, I think, something up by 50%. Uh, so when a company with this power, uh, you know, is kind of introducing some new regulation, uh, of course, uh, you you have to comply, and it's going to be interesting to see what will be uh, Android uh, reaction uh, sure. in that regard, and how fast will they react, and what will be introduced? Are they going to follow in the steps of Apple? Are they going to introduce? Uh, something uh, different. Uh, yeah, really curious to see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, me as well. You know, I mean, that's that's. Um, I, I, you know, like a, like you said, it's uh, one of the biggest players out there. So, um, but then you see a lot of these companies, you know, even these word play games, whatever. Most of their revenue is coming from advertisements. So, if these advertisers cannot have you know, tracking and things like this and being able to reach out to those potential customers through this, uh, you know, ad tracking, uh, what happens to the revenue though? So that's, that's the other question is, you know, Facebook, for example, a lot of their money comes from, you know, personalized advertisement. You know, you look at, um, you know, uh, again, I'll use the toolbox, for example, you know, Facebook saws that I looked at it and they reach out to the tool guys that have different ads and say, Oh, he's in the tools. Let's uh, keep showing them these ads. And so this is why these advertisers are paying a lot of money because they know that they can direct to the right audience. But with this new thing, uh, that's a huge loss in revenue for a lot of these different things. So what do you think is going to happen with, uh, to make up for that revenue? Or are they going to fall apart? Is Facebook going to disappear off the face of the planet uh, because they're not oh. making that big money anymore with those advertisements? Well, I, I think, you know, it all comes down to there is the product and yeah. there is the monetization of the product. And there are context situations that are evolving and then you need to also evolve with them. And, you know, basically Facebook have one of the, uh, the, the most massive uh, audience uh, in the world. They have uh, a great product. Uh, I mean, like... It, just to see, you know, the, the, right. their penetration in the world, uh, you cannot say otherwise. And um, basically, probably, I mean, I don't have the answer to that. You know, I would love to be, yeah. uh, to, <laughs> to be, you know. Uh, but you know, uh, yeah, of course. Thing than to have a call from Mark. Hey, Caroline, yeah. you know, like well, we're gonna do that next part. <laughs> we'll no, give her a call. Um, she knows what what's going on. But <laughs> so, I mean, from your own uh, personal uh, opinion. So, yeah, but what I, what I, of course I, I guess that uh, probably some new ways to monetize uh, to yeah. monetize things and um, you know I don't know a Facebook Plus like TripAdvisor introduced a TripAdvisor okay. Plus is there going to be a Facebook Plus why not yeah um, you know and then um, for what extra service would they be able to propose you know there are many different options that could be on the table but I have no. Right. Um, yeah. So, what do you think, Christian? Well, what do yeah. you think? No, do? I, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you see a lot of these, you know, subscription is kind of, you know, the thing that's vogue now. And so everybody's going into subscription. And, you know, you can see that for some products and for some industries, that model works really, really well, whether it's uh, the film industry, whether it's uh, bedroom uh, online travel community industry. Um, you, you can see that 
they're appropriate for some things, but for other things, like for example, again, I'll go into some of these apps, you know, I'm not going to get a subscription for it, you know, to, to play a word finder or something. And this is where they're making their money is off the advertisers that are connecting there and they're connecting their advertisers to me because of the cookies and things that they're tracking. So, um, you know, that's, uh, it, it's a big question mark. And that's why I guess you can say that, uh, Facebook's been lobbying, uh, against it so hard was because what does that do? You have to find an alternate solution. Uh, maybe Facebook, uh, you know, Facebook pro or something like this, <laughs> maybe you're, Hey, maybe on something. So if anybody's listening from yeah. Facebook, uh, you know, you hear, I, heard it here I first. A great outcome of this is, you know, when we were getting things for free access to all these platforms, um, where basically, you know, we prefer to give our data our privacy than to to pay some cash. Mm. Um, meant also that we were not as demanding as customers, as probably we will be. Right. You know, with this first uh, um, uh, party data approach and with this direct customer relationship with the brand, with this increased loyalty, with this subscription era. Mm. It means that I think it's it can only be positive for in the end um, the quality of you know the, the products and the quality of uh, yeah the customer uh, journey. Right. Um, so I really believe this is this is also like um, this is an outcome of this evolution. Yeah, I think so, and I think you you made a point earlier to uh, in this conversation about really snatching your your customer right off the bat and serving them and finding their needs all first party data so once you get them into your app or your your product is is keeping them there um and i guess that's that's the other thing is uh, uh about building loyalty uh with with whatever product that you're serving so um you know if you have a, a store that sells something or you know an online travel community what, what do you want to do if you're having that model is you want to be able to build a marketplace, keep them engaged and keep them staying there rather than trying to chase them around with an ad to get a one-off sale. Um, maybe you can talk a little bit about, you know, how Bidroom does that. Yeah. So, so basically being a subscription model means that, you know, you're, you're getting uh, users, frequent users interested to buy a service because they cannot find it for free, basically. So they are ready to pay an extra mile, to go an extra mile and pay an extra uh, fee mm. to access something that uh, will give them extra value. So in the case of subscription, it could be, you know, because you are curating mm. uh, uh, your, your, your offer and then you are allowing the a traveler to save time. Um, mm. It can be the price, you're making a difference because you are most of the time cheaper. It can be the extra value because you're able to because you're able to manage uh, pretty well the mm-hmm. extra value that you will give to your uh, travelers. I think at Bedroom, like we are kind of having a, a mix of these three approaches yeah. uh, where you know there's been a lot of focus uh, during COVID. Um, we had more time in our end, right. you know, uh, so I think we've spent a lot of time working on the product first on the, the customer experience, of course, and uh, working on the inventory. So all the content uh, so that we made sure that we, we, we were delivering the right content to our users. 
um, that was not only by the quality of the content, the quality of the inventory of the services, but also, of course, the extra value. So we've been spending a lot of time renegotiating or negotiating our, our, our new deals yep. uh, to, to add services at the right price uh, and services that are meaningful also for our users. Right. So, um, so, so I guess this is also something you can do when you have the first party data, because you know your users pretty well, you know what they want, uh, you know, you are acting on their uh, behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is the approach, you know, of having a customer first uh, kind of business. Yep. So. so let me, uh, you have an iPhone. Have you done the update yet? Have you updated it to the new no, operating system? I haven't. You haven't, I haven't updated. All right. So, you know, before uh, I got two questions left for you. The first question I have for you is when you install an app, are you going to put the do not track me on it? Of course. Yeah. On all the apps? I'm pretty sure I will, actually. Uh, I, I have become a, a freak with that, actually, because, yeah. uh, you know, you hear so many crazy stories of, you know, being tracked, receiving this this uh, blackmail messages and you know I actually it's not a legend like a urban legend it's really you know a lot of people telling me oh this happened to me this happened to my friend so actually there's like first I I I don't like you know sharing my privacy this is mine Um, I think uh, you know in general I I'm also stopping to using uh, social media because I see you know, how everything is tracked. I recently, you know, acquired an apartment and then I was looking for this counter stool. Uh, yeah. And then everywhere I was going online, I was just seeing counter stool, blue, <laughs> yellow, wood, small, yeah. big, you know, <laughs> I've seen them all. Yeah. And yeah. what was actually really nice a few years ago because it was a limited kind of, uh, you know, tracking, but now you are chest to the last, everywhere. you know, resort. Like it's, yeah. uh, uh, it's yeah it has become an unpleasant experience i believe well in my opinion at least so basically right now uh if if anybody's looking out for a kind of a new startup i guess you can say a facebook light type of startup or a facebook pro where it's a subscription base you're free from ads you can go and enjoy it uh but you heard it here uh at i meet hotel so if you do start that up make sure you give us a shout out uh, but I think that's the way of the future to clean it up. Like I said, I mean, there's ads everywhere. Even when I'm reading a news article, there's things all over the place. And it really just kind of pushes you away from it, especially when there's uh, these uh, ad ghosts following you around every every room you go into. Uh, it just makes you want to turn everything off, and uh, which would maybe not be a bad idea to turn everything off and go outside for a walk for a while. Uh, so last question for you, Caroline, before uh, we wrap up today's episode. Um, the future. Do you think that this is going to be the new norm that people are going to be turning off the ad blocking and everybody's going to do it and it's going to change uh, the way we do things here when it comes to advertising and marketing? Or do you think that uh, this is a little bump, people really don't care and they'll just ignore that? I think we've been uh, living in an uh, abusive situation as customers where we were you know, kind of forced into giving this information away. And now we are getting back in control. Mm -hmm. And actually, I think the future is that companies who are truly 
you know, customer centric and are working with the consumer, building together products and experiences that are, uh, you know, understood uh, what needs to be done. Um, so basically, I, I, you know, of course, there are many, you know, advertising tactics and others that can help you, you know, build better profits and uh, uh, sustainable companies. But uh, in the end, I really believe that it cannot be done against the consumer. It has to be done with the consumer. And, uh, um, and I guess this is, this is the future. Cool. I think we'll wrap it up here for today. So to all our listeners, thank you for joining. We have another great episode planned for you. So watch this space. Remember to stay up to date with all our events by signing up to the I Meet Hotel mailing list and visiting us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Or hey, you can go old school. Email us at info at imeethotel.com. So today we talked, we questioned, we learned, and most importantly, we hope we gave you something to think about. Also, if there's anything you want us to cover in future episodes, we've got a podcast team that's eager to dive into some weird and interesting research topics. So get in touch with us and let us know if there's anything you want to know about hospitality. The I Meet Hotel podcast is a production from I Meet Hotel and Bidroom, the first subscription-based online travel community. Visit bidroom.com to learn more.